Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Please consider supporting Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. This is Dmitry Samarov from Chicago, Illinois, and I love listening to Vishkana's Creative Control because whether he's talking to a favorite musician or actor of mine or someone I've never heard of, it's as if he's introducing me to a new friend, and the way things are going, couldn't you use a new friend? Listen now. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. Bill McKay and Nathan Bowles are gifted American multi-instrumentalists who reside in Chicago, Illinois, and Durham, North Carolina, respectively. McKay is primarily known as a guitarist and songwriter, while Bowles plays drums, percussion, claw hammer banjo, and also tends to his own songwriting pursuits. A couple of years after their first encounter, the pair began playing and making music together, and such activities led them into a recording studio to make an album primarily based on a guitar and banjo dynamic, which will see the light of day on April 9th, 2021. The lovely record is called Keys. It comes to us via Drag City Records, and it prompted Bill and Nathan to have a conversation with me about the current state of America during a pandemic, how they began jamming together, their album Keys, its overdubs, and its relationship to a folk tradition, the last time they saw each other, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary and friendly staff who will happily help you source special orders for hard-to-find titles which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca 
and Massey Hall's concert film series, live at MasseyHall.com, where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past and recent podcast guests like Lisa LeBlanc, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 607th episode of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Bill McKay and Nathan Bowles, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Nathan, Bill, are you there? How's it going? Hey. Oh, hey. What's up? <laughs> hey, what's going on? It's nice to uh, speak with you both. Uh, Bill, it's nice to see you again. Where in the world are you? You too, Vish. I'm in uh, Chicago, Illinois, in the Wild West of the U.S. <laughs> not really, in the Wild Midwest of the U.S. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, not doing bad. Good to see you again. It's been That's, a minute. It's been like less than a year. I feel like we chatted not too long ago. You're so prolific that we're catching up again. Or was, was it more than that? Time is a flat yeah, circle not, for me. Definitely. Time is very strange. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's a weird, weird new thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's been, yeah, it feels like around that, like maybe a year. Maybe? Or yeah, something. I can't a little, recall. Little, yeah. Yeah. An album must go go or something. We should talk at least annually. That's what I think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I would love that. And and, uh, and how are things going? And we Ch- should set up the meetings, but like, you know, five or 10 years worth, like in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, I'll put it in the calendar here and it'll just uh, t- notify us that we're due to meet every every year, at least for the next 10 years. No, it's nice to see you. Uh, sh- right. Is how things are OK in Chicago at the moment, would you say? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah, they're uh they're okay. You know, it's like kind of similar to everywhere, everybody I talk with, like Nathan and probably yourself. And, you know, everybody's got these sort of struggles, these bright days and these very harrowing days, I think. So, yeah, yeah but people here have been taking precautions as far as the epidemic goes. And that's been good. You know, um, most people are pretty concerned about it. And, uh, you know, it's not a sort of a hoaxer kind of area as far as that all goes. It feels like things are opening a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, here and there, as more and more people get vaccinated, it's helping. And, um, you know, there's just a little bit more seeing your f- friends and stuff. So that's good. We're we're you know, I'm feeling kind of hopeful. Yeah, it's hard uh, to feel about yourself. Well, yeah. we, we still it have hard. Yeah, we, we are slower than it's, you guys on the vaccination train uh, in terms of receiving them. Although, as we're speaking, I believe my father received well he lives in ontario i live in alberta my father received his first dose uh yesterday and my mother as we're speaking should be getting hers today the first doses so that's good great so that's helpful yeah Yeah, it's it's happening but for us here in alberta yeah we're not maybe the july maybe the fall and so yeah yeah it's a bit of a drag but uh i'm sure we'll talk about well i'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more potentially or we'll move on with our lives totally uh but i i don't want to leave our our (laughs) other friend here uh, hanging Nathan. Absolutely. Nathan, are you there? Yeah. What's up? Not much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where in the world are you, Nathan? 
Uh, I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Oh. So, yeah, a little bit east of Bill. I've been living here for about five years now or so, maybe a little more. Okay. Yeah. What brought you to Durham? Uh, some music. I had some music friends who were living here, um, some job stuff. I was living in um, the southwestern part of Virginia um, before then for like 15 years or so because I went to school there, hmm. um, got a couple degrees there. And so I lived there for quite a long time and did a lot of music stuff there as well. But yeah, some music stuff, some job stuff brought me here and uh, I really like it. Yeah, it's a lovely, I, uh, the one, well, it's not the first time, but one, I was in uh, North Carolina in that area in like the year 2000. I mean, I've been there a few times, but mm-hmm. I was there that year in the fall, and I made the remark that the air tasted mm. sweet. It just smelled mm. sweet and lovely. I don't know if I'm over-romanticizing this in my memory banks. but it seemed <laughs> No, as- not, not necessarily. In fact, I was just commenting on kind of that the other day with someone. I feel like spring here can be a little, feel a little short, like it, there'll be... A feeling where it's a little humid outside, but the temperature is in kind of a nice zone and it's breezy and we'll get that for like a few weeks. And then it's just sort of like hot and muggy from yeah. like May, May until like November. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I was just commenting to someone the other day that I, I'll i step outside in the air. Yeah, kind of smells sweet. There's definitely like okay. flower smells. I'm it not, feels breezy. Okay. It feels beachy, you know, even though we're in the center of the state it, sometimes. Yeah. So I yeah. don't think you're exaggerating. Where My memory is sound. The sensation. I have like there a sense memory of like, what is this? Why? It's like a <laughs> thickness. It's like a syrupy. I'm like, what is this? Well, yes. And we were playing. I was road managing a band. So we were in Carborough and. Uh, yeah, sure. Is that nearby? Yeah. I, I don't remember. Is yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like 25 yeah. minutes away from me. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember where you were, where y'all were playing or? It, w- it was not, uh, I guess, what is it? Cat's Cradle? Is that the main sort of hub? Mm-hmm. No, it was like a, I don't remember. 2000. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, there's well, a few different options of where it could have been. We had a weird thing where we had been, um, the band I was road managing had frequently been covering an Elizabeth Cotton song, uh, Freight yeah, Train. Sure. And then we they stopped. They stopped it for a couple of weeks. And then just randomly, Aaron, the lead singer, Aaron Riches of the band Royal City, was just was like, we're going to try this song, Freight Train, by Elizabeth Cotton. And someone yelled, yeah, she's, she's from, from here. here. She's from here. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. like, what? And we had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It was like, really? Totally. So the air was sweet. Uh, the tour was uh, haunted. <laughs> Everything about it was weird. I, I remember it all. It was like magical. It was very bizarre. So that's a magical little area. But also, got you have uh, problems. Bill and I were talking about Chicago and not being a hoaxer place. But North Carolina, a little fraught. Is that fair? It depends. I mean, it depends on where you are, certainly. I mean, I the, you know, the triangle here you know the durham raleigh chapel hill area is i probably feels different in that way to some areas of the states but it really just depends on where you are it's hard to like make sweeping statements really about the state yeah but i would say yeah i mean kind of similarly to bill like covid stuff here is sort of Mm -hmm. we feel you know it feels a little optimistic moving forward but it's yeah yeah harrowing obviously I see. On that note, too, the, the it's good to note too that the Illinois, outside of these these mega cities, the states themselves can be pretty reactionary outside. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. At, re, other parts of Illinois and stuff too. So it is like, yeah. I was just gonna say what Nathan's take on the nuances is really apt. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, Bill, I know that you are a very uh, and don't don't feel uh, embarrassed if I flatter you, but I know you're a very gifted uh, guitar player. Is that are you okay with that distinction? Oh, yeah, I think that's very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> you, play, you, you fundamentally, regardless of the, you know, 
you know, proficiency, yeah. whatever. You play guitar. Uh, and Nathan, what yeah. is your primary instrument if you I, have one? It's funny when people ask me that, my my gut always wants to say like, well, I'm, I'm a percussionist that plays mm. different things. I don't know if I, we've talked about that, Bill. Like, no, I don't our, think so, actually. But I, but I mean, yeah. certainly I would say Clawhammer banjo is has been a focus of mine for, you know, a little over 10 years now at this point. But I still, I feel like I approach most of the instruments that I play with kind of a percussive mindset. I sort of think, I think in that way. So I think I would still say I consider myself like a mm-hmm. percussionist, I guess. Although certainly lately I've been focusing on banjo. Now, when you say percussionist, are you distinguishing uh, that that approach to drumming? Are you a drummer or are you a percussionist? Do you play conventional drums and the the people would recognize, or are, are you going you flying to Tanzania and bringing back some you know hand drum or something, and you're a percussionist? What kind of how would you characterize right. yourself? So certainly more of the <laughs> the first one. I mean, I'm 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 certainly like inspired by a lot of like folk traditions mm-hmm. um like in a bunch of my music obviously i think but drum kit is one of the things i started playing fairly young as a as a kid along with piano and keyboard stuff so i think i just approach a lot of my uh, my playing no matter what the instrument is with kind of the feel and the touch and the just the vibe i bring to my drum kit yeah. playing yeah. i think everything feels like an extension of that and i'm, I'm not sure that it's sa- i don't think it like necessarily sounds like that to other people but it's the way that i kind of approach things when i'm dealing with my hands and my feet you know <laughs> yeah fair enough now a banjo yeah. if i may a banjo interesting does mm-hmm. a banjo not have like kind of a drum skin sort of thing on it sure is mm-hmm. that am i right. misspeaking so, is it it's a look like no, every banjo not. looks like a little snare drum that someone happened to put mm. strings on and an arm <laughs> And now, so uh, I wonder if you. It really. We does. should. We should start calling. We should start calling uh, guitar and banjo necks arms. I think that's funnier. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not necks. They're better. arms. Yeah, they're arms. Exactly. They're arms. They are. But no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. whether it's a resonator banjo with a closed back or an open back banjo or another instrument that is similar in different folk traditions, yeah, they usually have some kind of membrane head whether it's like an actual skin head like animal skin head or some kind of synthetic you know but it's not a so you like couldn't a banjo I play. you couldn't go to the store the music store and say ah my banjo head broke i need a, a snare drum head you would get a specific e- could you? you could i guess i mean i don't see huh? why I, well i mean yeah, you, you could, could put that i guess you could i mean okay. I, I don't know anyone i guess i couldn't think i can't think of anyone who's done that but i don't see why you maybe couldn't although I guess maybe the way it would attach would be a little different, but you it's would, essentially you, the same thing. I mean, because different drum, different snare drum heads and different drum kit heads are made of different materials. Yeah, that's well. right. And yeah, you know. I'm a, oh, sorry. Yeah. I should say I'm something of a drummer. If if I have a primary instrument, it's the drums. So oh, great. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm trying to play guitar more since the pandemic and learn how to. Do, I'm just never. It's too much work. The guitar, it's a lot. I like, and it's not, I like like all my, my whole body doing stuff, you know? And then like the guitar is just like, I don't know, I can't do it. But it's also hard and you have to learn the whole, where what everything on the arm or neck, what everything on the arm is and does. And you're just like, oh my God, the mental energy. I could just hit the hit the drums and I'd be fine. Anyway, my point is, uh, just so you have some background, I kind of know about drums. I know about drums. I shouldn't say I kind of know about drums. But anyway, yeah. 
Maybe you were drawn to the banjo because you mistook it for a drum. As a percussionist, maybe that's how you mm-hmm. you were like, oh, I have mm-hmm. kinship with this thing. I'm being reductive, yeah. of well, course. I, no, it's not reductive, and that's kind of accurate. I mean, at the time, when I started playing banjo, I was playing, I'd started playing more traditional, like, old-time Appalachian music. Mm-hmm. We're based on where I was living in Southwest Virginia, and one of a, a guy, Mike Gangloff, who's still my bandmate in Pelt and Black Twig Pickers. We were playing improvised music together, and his band, Black Twig Pickers, had been going for a few years at that point. And I got interested in that music and started doing sort of percussive stuff in that band, mostly like washboard or like washtub bass, which I was kind of playing pretty percussively, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he and then when Mike wanted to move more from banjo to fiddle. I was kind of getting interested in his claw hammer approach to banjo. So, and then when I started, I was trying to apply some of the rhythmic stuff I was doing on washboard and other similar things to the banjo. So, I mean, I was certainly drawn to the instrument because of its percussive qualities and yeah. the kind of percussive specificity of um, claw yeah. hammer playing. So, yeah. I can yeah, tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you're a drummer because you're whacking your desk. I know everyone can hear that. I do it too. I oh, tap, really? I tap on my desk. Like this, yeah. When I whack, I I, uh, I I gesticulate and then I whack the table. And then when I'm editing my show, I'm like, ah, you idiot! What? Are you? Not no offense to you, Nathan. You're not, you're a very intelligent <laughs> no, man. No, no. But I'm like, why are you whacking it? Stop it! <laughs> so I learned the hard way. This whole this remote recording, you learn all these like, oh, like do we we just do these little things. Anyway, it, right. you're clearly a drummer. Is all I'm getting at. Uh, you're the same <laughs> as me. You know, a little a little. You want to hit things and uh, whack things in a rhythmic way. It's interesting. I want to go to yeah. Bill here. Bill, how? Uh, so yeah. Bill. For those who uh, heard our episode, we became familiar uh, with you on the last time you were on the show and your uh, your approach to music and life and all these things. I want to ask you a little bit about this relationship with Nathan. How do you know Nathan and how did this collaboration begin? Oh, um, well, let me see. We Basically, we were talking about this the other day a little bit. We sort of met the first time about, uh, I think, maybe around 2000, what was that, 16? something yeah maybe five years i want to go i will say when nathan was playing with steve gunn in in his band and they were playing in milwaukee and uh i was um on the bill also oh okay there was i think th- i think there's three groups i was playing solo on the bill and had met steve maybe once and uh met we met that night right nathan yeah we met that night so we were just talking and then i it, a good long while went by and in 2018 when the cropped out festival if you've heard of that which is this i have heard of festival, that yeah yeah down by louisville yeah we were both being tapped sort of for like solo sets there and uh they ended up being short and they had you know barely one set left open and so they approached both of us said how would you guys feel about doing a, a set together you know, and I thought that was really interesting idea. And, you know, I was already into Nathan's music and I thought we had a simpatico as far as like, you know, portions of each of what we what we do. And then Nathan, um, you know, we both agreed to do it. And it kind of was like that, you know, and we basically sort of started sharing tracks, songs, a couple ideas to do at the at the set. And the only time we played before that set was on site about what, an hour before? I think we did about yeah. Yeah, something something like that. So it was, like it was an hour rehearsal. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't. That. It wasn't meant to be a set where you compartmentalize your your own music. You you were meant to be kind of immersed in one another, playing together, jamming, if you will. I I don't know if you have yeah. a negative connotation with the word 
jamming either of you but <laughs> were you uh, <laughs> no i think bob marley set jamming as a cool thing from, from yeah, you know from his jamming song, yeah his song onward he was just um, <laughs> he was just designated what they were doing just for everyone's benefit that's, that's, by the way right we're jamming and uh, that's what yeah. bob was after there uh nathan is that does that ring Absolutely. true <laughs> nathan does that ring true uh with your recollection of, of how so you met 2016 it sounds like bill said and then two years later, yeah, you're, on was, stage together, you're on stage together jamming? Yeah, I think that, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the exact time when, yeah, when that show was in Milwaukee. But yeah, it was at a, I was drumming with Steve Guns. That's right, you were drumming. Yeah, oh, okay. for, uh, yeah, yeah, that was my kind of, my central drumming gig for, you know, a few years, more than a few years, uh, kind of on and off. And we made records and did a fair amount of touring. But yeah, that was where I met bill in person for the first time the first time i saw him perform and i remember being really struck by kind of the like variety and like confidence of the of the solo set yeah. i just thought was amazing and um yeah we just like talked a bunch that night just hung very casually and then yeah that's totally the cropped out thing that really appeals to my improvisational nature is to get you know when someone says like how about you just try this thing and just knowing bill's music and knowing him as a per- his personality it just felt so that felt like such a good idea so quickly. Like I remember thinking like, I don't even have to consider this. That's an immediate. Oh. Yes. I think this would be super fun. <laughs> nice. And I, and I liked the, Oh, thanks Bill. And yeah, <laughs> totally. I, yeah. I, uh, it was immediate. <laughs> I really liked the fact that, you know, we were sending ideas back and forth over email, but yeah, I really liked the fact that we were just going to do it on the fly apart from, you know, warming up a little bit before. Oh, playing. so and it, I have r- really, really fond memories of that set. It, it, it felt really magical. So sorry, yeah. Bill, just so I can yes. clarify things. Were you told yeah. on site at the festival that this was going to happen or were you emailed in advance ahead of the festival? I'm just trying to clarify. Oh, that. we knew ahead of the festival. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. We I, I was, I was breezing by with my, my narrative. So, uh, yeah, we knew ahead. So we knew how to prepare in that way, but yeah, I also was, yeah, had just a, a great, I thought our vibes were, were great. It was a great audience and uh, have really fond memories as well. And I, I think one of the things that happens too, when you, you know, sometimes when you have such a little time to prepare, there's a weird confidence in there too, as long as you go forth and step into it. Right. Yeah, Cause nothing, you're like, what can you, what, it's nothing you good. didn't have any, yeah, yeah. there's nothing to lose. Nothing right? to lose. And, yeah, no expectations. And, yeah. 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 And the, and you know, you, you, just, you can't hope to do anything more than what with the little time you had. So, um, right. Yeah, and then that just set things off, I think, for what we're doing now as well. You know, it was a great start to that, where the music's gone, So the, you know, the, since then. The configuration on this album, Keys, uh, I think there's overdubs, is that correct? But it's is it primarily you on guitar, Bill, and as Nathan's playing banjo? Is that is that how most of these songs came to be, Bill? Yeah, it yeah. is. That's the basis, I would say, of yeah. them. I think... I think almost without a without a fault, without an exception. Yes, um, they're built on that. <laughs> there might be some learning. Fault. Yeah, still learning. Funny, your oh, there's there's faults for sure, but but without without exception, yeah, I think it was. We basically all the tracks are built around Bill and I being like knee to knee playing um, banjo and guitar at the same time. Yeah. So at the I'm cro- still learning, still learning your your language. Um, I, I always forget what planet you're from, Bill, and I uh, I'll make a note of it next time. No, you're doing well. Yes. Doing well. Western Canadian takes a long time. <laughs> Canadian. That's right. That's right. So just to clarify again, because there's so much going on here in terms of what you play, how you work together, that Cropped Out Festival, I mean, 
Nathan, you were there ostensibly to play drums. Uh, was the setup with Bill to be a drum guitar thing, or were you actually armed with your banjo? Or necked? Oh, were you yeah, necked, no, I wasn't. Necked with your banjo. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't know the terminology. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't I wasn't playing with anyone. I wasn't playing drums with anyone else there. Like, oh. when I originally was going to be asked, or when, when, it, when it seemed like I was just going to do a solo set, I was just going to do my solo banjo set. So there was oh, never okay. any plans of me, like, taking drums or anything. It's it's probably best that I clarify this because you mentioned playing with the Steve with Steve Gunn, who's a noteworthy figure. I, I should say, how what was that like? You played with him for for many years. It sounds like was that a, a great experience? Yeah, Steve yeah. and I have been friends for a, a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely formative experience, both in terms of studio, the collaborative studio work we were doing, especially um, with Jason Marr at Black Dirt Studio, where we made bunch of those records uh that i played on um and then we did yeah just a lot of touring mm. a lot i did a lot of my a lot of my touring experience is with steve yeah yeah and that was in terms of drumming i guess that's my most substantive sort of recording and gigging out work i mean i i've done in the last couple of years i was drumming with another good friend of mine joan shelley and nathan salzberg touring with them and but yeah the drumming with steve was yeah, years-long kind of project there for a while. Okay, cool. Okay, well, let's return back. Thanks for that insight, and uh, I, I appreciate that. And it, it, uh, it sounds like this was all kind of fortuitous in a sense, Bill. Like, this just kind of came to be because of this situation at this festival on some level. Is that fair? Um, I think, yeah, I think on some level, you know, being that we also have belong to, I guess, what I'd call these overlapping converging circles of musicians and music, you know, I imagine that there would have possibly been you know, any number of other points where we met and played. Um, I think that's not too much of a stretch to say, Uh, but it was definitely a potent launching pad, you know, that we, in my case, you know, I definitely felt like, oh yeah, we can do more. You know, I see what we can do with, with this intuition and natural chemistry and not much preparation uh, and just good intentions, good, good vibrations. And uh, so it, it seemed like that way was a precursor, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, now, Nathan, that makes sense. Nathan yeah. uh, mentioned his penchant for improvisation. And uh, my understanding of Keys, by the way, beautiful record. Thank you for making it. It's lovely. Uh, I just wanted to say that now that we're half an hour in and I've yelled at one of you at least once and uh, tried to make you laugh a couple uh-huh. times. I'm doing my best, but it is a beautiful record. <laughs> and um, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you're, you. You're welcome. Based. You're welcome. Now, my understanding is there are eight original compositions and two songs by others. And I want to get into that in a, a little bit, too. But following what I was saying, how much of your uh, the originals uh, are improvised? How much of them stem from just knee to knee looking at each other and seeing where the other one goes? Um, Nathan, do you want to feel that? Uh, is this a, an improvised uh, improvisation exercise on some level or... Was this rather thought out before you hit record, so to speak? That's a that's a great question. It kind of depends on the song, I guess. I mean, I, I would say no matter how through, I, I'll speak mostly for myself, but somewhat for Bill, I think, is that yeah. <laughs> no matter, <laughs> uh, stop me at any time if you want, but I, I think <laughs> no matter how through composed a piece from either of us is, there's it, there's always even as as through composed is going to be there's always an improvisational nature to any of the playing any of the recording i mean generally if it was like a composed song we had kind of parts of like an order and little cues to each other 
And then in the case of the songs that are titled Dry Rations, those are two kind of edits from a longer, just freely improvised piece that we were just recording in the moment. Yeah, there's Dry so Rations, those, dry those rations two, 1 and yeah. 2, is that right? And I believe, do they appear in uh, non-sequential order? Does Dry Rations <laughs> 2 occurs before Dry <laughs> Rations 1 somehow in this weird... Yes. I know Bill was saying English is first... Uh, first language on some level, or Canadian, I should say. But explain to Canadians why you would flip the order. Normally we get one, then later on we sure. get two. But you guys, all over the road here with this, uh, why is that the case? Uh, Bill, what's going yeah. on? With the, Bill, what's happening with the sequencing? Is it an error? What what happened? Oh, my gosh. We're getting deep into this. We're in deep. This- conundrums here are the uh, our, our twisted process um i think what happened was i remember i i think if if i'm remembering correctly i did the edit on that and cut it into that i thought sounded like good good spots just seemed like it'd be nice to have those in in sections and uh i don't know now if it was if it was just that the other order of the songs was taking shape already it may have been that and that we put these here oh, and okay. there or or it was just that this sounds like more of an early part in the record thing you know we're gonna have to yeah. we could have and then i suppose there was a little bit of being clever leaving them that numbered we could have numbered them opposite <laughs> yeah you right? could have just changed the number <laughs> but, but it was also <laughs> best, you yeah. can do that right <laughs> you can do whatever but, you yeah, want so was, we can have total free i mean i think yeah it's like you know yeah. bill i think that nice. sounds right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah but it was nice to also actually going back on that i i think I liked the idea of letting people actually know which, what the order of those sections had actually been, right, you know, right. whether and now most people looking would probably say, well, okay, well, yeah, they could have changed the numbers because one was probably just recorded bef- another day than the other, or, you know, they were sequential. But, uh, but yeah, it, make, it just feel, seemed to make sense. No, I like this discussion. I feel like I've made too much of it. And also, no, if you, no, no. I feel like when we count, um, when we count down, uh, a rocket ship is going to blast off into space by the end of it. So I feel like the record is going to launch. We've started at two, oh, wow. then we buy one. It's just, it's gone. It's in outer space. Is that, I'm just trying to connect uh, Canada to wherever you're from, Bill. Is that maybe what's going on? Because you're an alien? That was my callback. Not, it was clumsy, clumsy <laughs> callback. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it, it landed. It landed. Let's keep the metaphors going. It landed. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. No, it's uh that's that's oh interesting in itself. So do we yeah. do we get at it the It makes sense that way. So yeah. the dry rations is uh exemplary of some of, of an improvisation. Is that where we also landed? Is that what you were kind of that you sort I of I mean well, it was it, but it also had a bit of a it was, but it also had a bit of if you remember Nathan, the um you did come up with sort of a a series of notes, like the sort of five notes that occasionally appear in a oh, right, kind right. of rippling, rippling mm-hmm. glissando, if you will. Yeah. And I will. I like that. Um, <laughs> I will have, I would, I'll have two rippling like glissandos, please. I'd like two. Yeah, if, no. <laughs> if you please would, I would like that. <laughs> okay. So, so there is a, so, it sounds like it's a mix of through composition and improvisation generally. Is that fair, Nathan? I mean, I would say, I guess there's more, you know, yes. if like on the on the record where it's the the song credit gets like a composer credit, that person generally like quote unquote wrote the song, like came up with the melody, the mm. arrangement, and then introduced the it to the other person, the chords, and then we would kind of rehearse it together and come up with like, all right. And again, these were all tracked generally. The basic tracking was, you know, us sitting knee to knee and just 
yeah. tracking it, banjo and guitar, and coming up with the arrangement. And then we listen back to it and think, like, is this good as is? And I think there's some tracks where we just did that and said, like, maybe even on Honey Time, I think we just, I think that's just it, just the guitar and, and banjo. And we thought, oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Nothing over, <laughs> no, no overdubs is what you're getting at there. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The gopher dubs. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, I guess you can sort of tell in this that through whether it's through composed or not, I guess, which is saying that every note would be scripted. No, but as a folk approach, yeah, to songwriting, we had, like Nathan said, the, a bunch of them are, are a really set song, melody, and chords, but then there's this, maybe a solo or an intro or an outro, things mm. like that, you know, that are, that mm. are more free. So it's, it ranges around. Yeah, the last like third of Joyride is just improvised. I, oh, I okay. Feel like. Okay. Oh, that's what. I, yes, you're right. The out, outros like that were just real, really free. Yeah. So, and, um, so I, I guess I'm just curious about what compels both of you to approach uh, a record this way. It's not. It's on some level, uh, you know, it's not that uh, out of this world, another callback, to uh, <laughs> incorporate, uh, you know, improvisation and uh, some composition when you're working together. But even this interplay, uh, Bill, like a banjo-guitar dynamic like this one, for some of us it calls back to folk, for some of us it might call back to bluegrass. Uh, it's not that unusual, but it's 2021. Uh, it's maybe a bit more unusual for people of your vintage and mine uh, to be making music like this on some level, I will say. What were you kind of hearkening back to, if you will, uh, in, in setting up this way, Bill? I'm just curious, were you, hmm. is it an homage? Sometimes when you get into traditional yeah. music, you're you, you're in, in, invariably and unconsciously even maybe paying homage to those who came before you. And I just wonder if, if you're like, oh, this will be, this could be, a nice little tribute to this sound via such and such or so and so. Did you have people in mind or, or or certain elements of the tradition in mind when you got together with Nathan? You know, not really an homage to to people per se or, or players, although I could, uh, you know, certainly list scores, you know, that have influenced me in different ways for many genres and stuff. So, but I, I thought of it as sort of what it felt like to me was a, uh, just a picture of the times that we're in or something, you know, mm. it's optimistic and it's bright and it's haunted to me too, in beautiful way. You know, it's, it's got a stirring feeling to it. And there's, you know, references to the struggles, you know, and suffering and overcoming too. I don't know. There's parts that have seemed triumphant to me in a way. And so I was thinking of it just in those terms and uh, not really referencing anything exactly. I think I was really open in my mind to what me and Nathan might come up with and that it might you know have gone several directions right uh, so i thought that was interesting you know and it was nice to going into it with him knowing that we could do that and i think on some of the things hopefully people will will pick that up a little bit you know like there's a very idamea being this very old song but there's a very spooky weird underlaying organ that nathan yeah. did yeah that lends it a really unsettling vibe a little bit and it, it's very subtle and that's not, you know, something that I imagine might have appeared on other renditions of that song. Yeah, you know? yeah. So there's various touches like that that I think push it into modernism in a way that, to me, uh, bridges that whole gap, you know, from something really modern to these touchstones, the traditional touchstones. You yeah. Know? 
Appreciate that. So that's that's well. That's exciting for me. Yeah, and and when you mentioned that, yeah, it, the record is. I said it was beautiful earlier, but it was haunting. It was like a beautiful ghost. The record on some level, it's <laughs> it's alluring, but I'm also like, what is happening right here? Uh, Nathan, can you also feel that? That's great. Rather uh, long question I posed. Do you, do you remember it? I know it was a while ago now, and I said a lot of things. But do you? <laughs> can you speak to where I was coming from? Yeah, no, I think I remember what you, I mean, I didn't approach... Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned earlier, so there's two songs mm-hmm. on the record that are written by others or quote-unquote yeah. seen as like part of the traditional songbook. Yeah. And I wasn't... I brought both of those to the table, not sort of explicitly because I wanted to connect to a specific tradition, but I think I'm interested in that tradition for a lot of different reasons, and... They were both songs I was kind of just working on by myself um, or thinking of like, what is a way that I could bring my own voice to the song? Ida Maya first, that had been something I'd been kind of playing around with based on this Watterson's vocals acapella version of the tune that I've been kind of obsessed with for years. And then I See God, I feel like came later. I feel like I... I feel like I sort of had the aha aha moment about that tune kind of like almost right before the session or not right before, but like not too Mm -hmm. long before uh, we got together. And I guess, yeah, no, it's, I, I don't, the the record doesn't sound to me like a traditional music record. No, it's Mm -hmm. just more the, 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 the uh, foundational instrumentation, if you will. Uh, sure, of course. It speaks to a history of folk music. I yeah, think. I think that's fair to say. But yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, then, yeah. And the way you've augmented it with other instrumentation. Uh, I mean, there's no drum machines or you know turntable scratches or something bizarre. Like it, it's all to me. It's all ta- mm-hmm. all the augmentation, the overdubs. We've got what do we have here? Piano, percussion, pump organ, uh, electric organ. I'm not familiar with this. What is that? Oh, that's a that's a little uh, small guitar-like instrument that a friend from Mexico made, and it's um, many of the requintos. Requinto. 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 Yeah, Yeah, requinto. Many of them look like guitars when you see them, but the ones I really like and like the one I have are they look much more uh, rustic and like a different kind of folk instrument unto its own. It's a five-string. Oh, okay. Very very small. Yeah, if I you, have it around, you seem I'll to be looking. You you're looking point. around, Bill. You're looking around your room. I'm searching. Yeah, I'm rustling through my um, den. I see a maraca and a just a, a jar. I don't know what the, well, I don't know what's in the jar. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that's an that's instrument. A, that's something I would play. I would. I would <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Me too. I yeah. Would. Oh, there we go. He's got a. He's getting it out of his. Just for those yeah, listening, I, I, Bill is right, just, going into a guitar case or a requinto right. case. Now maybe this is silly because we're not. This is not no, no, it's fine. for the rest of us. But it, it might be fun. To, oh yeah. yes, it's, it's this basically. So if you you can hear it on the on the recording. Oh, and it's got the. Oh, I see. It's all it's all gone. The strings have all gone loose on me over the winter, but. Anyway, it's very out of tune, but um, it's this uh, this lovely thing. Well, that was lovely. So is- Even out of tune, that was lovely. And thank you for the show and tell. That's wonderful. Yeah, I do recognize oh, that sure. instrument. I, I, I just mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't. I wasn't familiar with that term, requinto, but I do recognize that requinto, instrument. Yeah. yeah, very lovely. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah there are there are a number of them around. Us so, joking about the, the playing the water jar reminded me. I did a tour with some friends once where I was sitting in 
on their set every night on percussion. And I, there was a song where I would play uh, like Tumblr, the last tumbler. Oh, like a excellent. Rosary, yeah. rosary on glass tumbler. Well, it happens. Sometimes you. I used to have to play a, a practice in a house yeah. where we had to play the drums so quiet that I only played with chopsticks, just whatever was in the drawer. And uh, yeah. and then when I had to play shows, I'm like, I kind of miss the chopsticks. I developed a feel for these skinny little sticks. Sure. And, uh, I think I read that Sonny Murray played, would play with um, knitting oh. needles. Oh, knitting needles. Yeah, there you go. Is that right? It's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's fascinating. Well, there's also songs with vocals uh, that I wanted to get mm. to that, too. Uh, and I appreciate again the show and tell there. To oh, my ear, to my ear, Bill is: Are you singing for the most part, or at all? I don't want to mischaracterize uh, well, this. I think. I mean, I guess if there's, I would say so. There's three. There's a third of the album is vocal, or three of ten. Yes, a little less that's than right. a third. Yeah. So I sing on two, and then me and Nathan sing on on one of them. Right. On the third. Do you want to identify? So, yeah. Do you want to identify which yeah. which those are? Um, yeah, Nathan and I are, are duetting on um, I See God and um, then Truth and uh, Late for Your Funeral again are just me solo. And singing. these are are these original mm-hmm. words uh, of yours or? Uh, yeah, th- yeah, those two are and I See God, as I think you mentioned, yeah. is a EC uh, Ball song. Right. But yeah, the other ones are mine. Okay, um, so so I just originals. What yeah. what compelled you to add vocals to three of ten? Uh, songs where you did you go in I guess I'm curious if you went in thinking this was going to be an instrumental exercise but then something struck you because late for your funeral again is funny but it's also not it's just it's haunting and alluring and funny but uh and 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 sad on, on a level as well so I'm just curious about the I, I guess I I delved into that song content first but or, or yeah. after but Let's get to the vocalizations. Why? What compelled you to sing on three songs as opposed to ten or none? What What was that decision making right. process like for you, Bill? Huh. Well, I think if I remember, I, another thing that was cool, I guess, was about our overall approach together. Is I I felt like it was really open about you know what we would do in that way. And I know we've probably touched on this in the, before in the previous talk that we had, but you know I've always for a long time given so little weight to those differences between like vocal and instrumental and different, the different genres, you know, just kind of preferring to headlong go into these things and draw together and combine and, and all of that. So what I remember is I had those four, I think four tunes and then two of them just happened to be vocal and two were instrumental. And, uh, but they seemed like they fit together and then they seemed like those fit together with Nathan's stuff that he'd shared and the ones we were kind of doing together, you know, or yeah, that we eventually got to together hmm. and the, and the improvs, like our overall aesthetic together, it all seemed to fit, you know, it seemed to cohere as a, yeah. a body of arm, a body of armor, um, a suit of armor, <laughs> suit of armor. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, the word of the day is was, arm. <laughs> we must close the night (laughs) i'm surprised your requinto wasn't resting in an armoire or something uh i'm just gonna keep going sorry uh yeah no please do so if that makes any sense you know it was really a sort of an unconscious kind of set of choices that led to this and when i listen to the record now i think it seems like just the proportions seem right to me. Yeah, you know, between these things. So it's tonal. So I hope that's, yeah. yeah, no, that's you know. that's fair. Like it just those songs mm-hmm. felt tonally 
appropriate for these arrangements, if you will. Uh, oh, that's great. I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well put. That was a- <laughs> you got me there. I didn't that know was where it returned. I got you. <laughs> you got me back. Uh, Nathan, earlier, uh, Bill had mentioned that he felt like uh, th- this music and maybe these lyrics even were appropriate for the time. And that begs the question like, when did you guys make this record? Uh, when Bill says that, and I can't help it, my reflex is to be like, oh, you mean the pandemic time? The racial strife time, the economic disparity time, which time? All of that is oh, happening yeah. at once. Yeah. Uh, when? when yeah. So let me go back to my original question, though, mm-hmm. Nathan. When? When did you get together to put this record uh, together? Yeah. So the first, I guess, this was sort of made in sort of two trips that I made to Chicago, both pretty close to one another. So I flew the first trip. I flew to Chicago New Year's Day, two thousand. 20, 20, right? Yeah, yeah last yeah. year. And we did a session then and played a show or two in Chicago and then basically did that again uh, in February. Uh, flew there and we did the rest of the tracking mm-hmm. and mixing and played a few more shows. And then mm-hmm. I I remember, I mean, I, I can remember, Bill, very clearly you and I and Nick, uh, Nick Brosey, who engineered and uh, mixed the record, out on that balcony and talking about like everything you mentioned yeah. and then also kind of the creeping, the creeping yeah. specter of COVID is it. And I remember even thinking then just how there was an impending story. Like there was already storm clouds going on, sort of whipping around our head that we were talking about. And then this other story, it just felt, I remember flying home, I guess maybe March 1st or somewhere around there and feeling like, I don't know when I'm going to see bill again like i i remember feeling that way and yeah it's why i mean i'm really thankful that we were able to <laughs> get together and track this and and collaborate in this way before all the covid stuff got really intense in the u.s last year which is pretty and that all you know went down yeah you know right mm-hmm. after i got home pretty much so in a weird way it might have been yeah it keeps happening on the show i suggest that uh music made around this time period is prescient or may come across as prescient. Do you feel that way, Bill? Like, do you feel like, like Nathan's saying these storm clouds are hovering? Does it give mm-hmm. you an eerie feeling to think on the, these songs, how they were made, when they were made? Uh, that's a good to, it's funny to think about, I guess, mostly because we're still in this weird, you know, maybe not as haunted, but we're still in this era of uh, so much tumult, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I listen to it now and it definitely seems resonant with me and goes along with it, you know? So I think it'll, it, I probably I'm thinking that it'll in the near future or down the line a little bit, it, it will remind me of that more, you know, whereas now we're still in it. So it just seems to resonate and sit inside of this weird era, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. but it, I'm glad that it does resonate because it seems very true in that way to me. Um, I, I sometimes have one of my, my gripes with certain kinds of things these days is that sometimes you you hear things or read things and you feel like there's no sense of like what we're going through or there's nothing really grounding you in in anybody's real reality or something like that you know i don't know that's a slippery slope i know because i like lots of fantasia and i like you know uh surreal things that you know people might say are abstracted from reality but it's just a feeling a yeah. little bit. So I'm glad that we touched on 
something that wasn't we weren't sort of like just doing something sort of superficial i think we let all those feelings in there somehow yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah it, you know that we let the subterranean stuff rise up into it and so yeah i'm really pleased I, this is one i've heard a lot and i, I still i enjoy it every time you know yeah no so it's, it's always a great sign yeah. yeah as i said it's it is lovely yeah. so nathan you said uh you know you didn't know when you were flying home on march 1st of 2020 you didn't know when you might see Bill again. I don't know how many times you've seen each other since. Uh, this album, Keys, is out April 9th, I believe, on Drag City, right? Yeah. yeah. April 9th, yeah. So, Nathan, mm-hmm. it's I asked this question of my guests. It's very hard to get a fixed response, and I accept that. But what are your future plans? <laughs> what do you? <laughs> how, how do you plan to potentially uh, celebrate the album's release with Bill beyond hanging out with me? Uh, do you have plans to somehow perform together remotely or get together and try to put something together for virtual or live performance of some kind? Any plans yet? Right. Well, it's, so you asked me, have I seen Bill since? I did, yeah, I guess I, I did. did. Yeah. So I, ha- I haven't. You have not. No, this, is just, Zoom, so this is it. Zoom, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that feels wild. to. I mean, because I've known that but it, it's wild to say it out loud again and reflect on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. it's funny, Bill and I got together on zoom the other, just the other day and we were kind of trying to troubleshoot, like, is it possible to like jam over zoom? Right. Or, like how possible is that? And we like messing with it and, and just, we couldn't get it to feel, you know, and, and for me, per, it's, it's, you know, here in Durham, my last, record under my own name is, i've been the last few years playing with a trio of my friends rex mcmurray and casey toll on drum kit and upright bass and i'm doing like amped banjo and up until march of last year we were rehearsing quite a lot and working on new material and you know st- i haven't been in the rehearsal space with them since you know march we see each other out on walks and and whatnot and um wow it's it's oh. it's a wild feeling to not be able to i mean that's changing that's you know we're getting to the point where we're going to be able to rehearse again soon but yeah i haven't seen it's 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 wild anyway i I just went on that tangent because it's hard yeah trying to play with each other remotely proved to be like very (laughs) very difficult so um it's yeah uh you know our plans right now we we bill and i talk every now and then about like all right what are are our possibilities and it'd be nice if you know this summer we could do some this spring or summer we could do some outdoor gigs maybe here in my neck of the woods because you know all the gigs we've played have been either cropped out or around bill in chicago yeah so we're looking into options on that in terms of like release day stuff is i think we're doing that hideout interview on the release day right bill yeah it'll be yeah Almost would be your counterpart here, Vish, a little bit. Maybe this is based around no the problem. the venue, the hideout in Chicago. It is, yeah. yeah. Do you know Lawrence Peters? I don't know that I I I've, no. I've been to the hideout. Yeah. My, that same tour I was alluding to in two thousand, uh, the band I was you were there. We played that. We played the hideout, and then I was last there for the uh, touch and go anniversary party in like two thousand six or something like that. Uh, oh, so I excellent. haven't I haven't okay. I haven't been there in a while, but yeah, I I, I just to. Just to prove that I, I can yeah. relate to what you're talking about, I have been there. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm well, glad to hear that because. <laughs> but I don't. I, I'm not. I, I've yeah. seen stuff about them doing um, some interviews. They have a, a show, a podcast, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're keeping up. You know, they're keeping on as best they can with different events and things, and doing you know different sort of live shows. Some of it has been like just on their stage with no people. Other has been like this, you know, online podcasted or whatever shows. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Peters. Yeah, he's a uh, has a nice show his happy hour he calls it and yeah it's very similar to what we're doing now and it's live and i think we talked for about an hour on what was that again the nathan the third ninth april ninth april oh on the on the ninth the, yeah the day I think it's yeah. on the release day yeah, it's yeah, on the, the release yeah day. okay exactly on the ninth so um yeah and it's and he's a lot of fun and he has does spins a lot of country he has a, a massive collection of country music oh cool uh, and other stuff but he's that's sort of like a real area specialty of his so oh that sometimes plays into the show or he spins other stuff but oh cool we're gonna be okay so this is yeah that's one thing so that's one we've thing we've got several of, of those don't we yeah we have a few more yeah, interviews, we have a few too interviews coming up. but it's it's such a it's yeah. so weird to not bill and i have released many records you know and <laughs> it feels weird to say that as, as i think back on records i've worked on and released but i guess it's true and yeah we're just, you just get so used to and you want you know i want i miss i mean i desperately miss playing yeah <laughs> playing with people in a room and yeah. like i said we're getting yeah. we're about to get to the point where you know me and my bandmates here can do that and you know but and hopefully me and bill can do that sooner rather than later this year in each other's company and yeah but yeah i don't i don't know i would love 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 to be able to play with bill in the next, you know, sometime this summer. Yeah, I hope we can do it too. I would love it as well. And and also to see about, you know, possibly doing some other more extended touring, you know. it's I've wanted to come Absolutely. to play in Canada again for a, a while too and play yeah. some like the Calgary Folk Festival, yeah. different festivals. And, you know, I had so much fun last time I was there in 2019. I was uh, playing solo, uh, supporting Steve, Steve Gunn, actually. Oh, oh wow, Steve there you again. go. Yeah. And, uh, in Montreal and Toronto and those were just some of the funnest shows, you know, and it felt, it felt refreshing. It feels great to go out of your fishbowl too. And even just the slight sort of differences that audiences have around, around the world, you know, if you yeah. go to play in Canada or Mexico or, or anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, obviously there's, there's being so. here in Alberta now mm -hmm. uh, and I'm basically isolated since we arrived because of the pandemic, uh, we would love to see you here, if I might say, I, 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 you know, at one of the festivals or whatnot. Uh, so please keep me in the loop. I, I'll sign up for your mailing list, whatever I got to do. Absolutely. To know when that is happening, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> By the sounds of it, I, I, I feel like I know the answer to this question. Absolutely. I, I feel like I know the answer to this question. But Nathan, is it safe to assume that uh, you and Bill would like to try to make more songs together, potentially work together again on another record? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing yeah of course difficult to foresee yeah, difficult to imagine yeah. <laughs> that happening in the current climate i am gathering like you you i can see it in your eyes nathan just like <laughs> of course i would love to do that but like can we do that like i haven't even seen the guy in over a year i'm sure that's yeah all in your well brain. We, yeah. we have a good you know we, i guess we right. have an okay track record of winging it so yeah uh, yes we don't <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> yeah that's true it might be that one weekend we can you know somehow meet in the middle somewhere <laughs> and sure. bring the some bring the equipment with us well i know we'd all love to see uh and hear more 
from you. Uh, so the record keys is out Thanks, April, April 9th. Oh, you're welcome. The record's out April 9th on Drag City, so I assume people can go to dragcity.com probably if that's the URL. <laughs> I think it is off the top of my head. And uh, Yeah, is there, it is. Is there anywhere else, uh, Bill, is there anywhere else you'd like to send people to kind of follow you, keep tabs on your work? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have always have just my you know, again, it's uh, not not many gigs to post on it per se lately. Um, but uh, just like BillMcKay.com, I always maintain that site and I post stuff and you know links to all records and all things there. And um, and then they yeah, and then Keys is kind of you know it's we all have the uh, Drag City and Nathan and my Bandcamp pages all have links to it yeah. to the, that record too. So okay, cool. um, yeah, just BillMcKay.com as is is a great place for me and uh once the once the shows start us if they you know start up again then i always send this those to drag city too so on their site my my page on their site has will have that stuff too okay cool yeah so you're you're so on the you're on the internet we figured that out that's good you're on the internet we know that uh active on instagram and things as well as as far as i know twitter you like all these things i think or you, oh, me for sure. You I use do. them I like anyway. To be yeah. active on these. I do. Yeah. As much as I, whether I, however I feel about them, I use them religiously. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, same question. Same question for you, Nathan. If people want to kind of keep track of you and your work, uh, is there anywhere you'd send them? Want to send them? I yeah. Uh, yeah. Generally, yeah. I, I try to keep up with some some sense of social media. So like Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook, I guess, to a lesser extent. But yeah, on Twitter, I'm uh, at Spiral Galaxies. And on um, Instagram, I'm Pig Ankle Strut. Uh, super easy to remember. These are easy, super to, easy remember. to remember. Yeah, good, br- good branding. Yeah, yeah. Good branding there. Good branding. Good <laughs> yeah. branding. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's whenever I'm on the phone with someone, like I'm on the phone with like a some bureaucratic thing, and they go, okay, so let me. Do you want a receipt sent to your email? Yeah, sure. Okay, what's your email? Okay, it's pig. <laughs> P I G pig as in oink oink ankle a n k l e strut and like you know the personal letter like, oh. um, that is amazing. Like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to send. send oh this my guy god! Okay, um, but you can you can find me. You know, just search search Nathan Balls. You, you think we can find you? No one's going to remember what you just said. No one's going to be able to find you with that information. But we'll. Right. Well, I'll try to link that's to part it. Of the, that's part. That's part yeah. of the game. And uh, yeah. yeah, we've been doing you know some singles from the record so you yeah. can listen to like joyride and icy god and i uh with the help of dan at drag city kind of edited and assembled a little video for dousing the other day so um, oh great check that out okay well yeah. I, I that's a good segue i like to uh conclude uh conversations by asking my guests to select a song from the album we've been talking about to go out on and uh, there's two of you so i'm i got a bit of a conundrum here but i'm gonna go with because he's oh. still learning english let's go with bill or a Canadian. He's learning Canadian, I should say. We'll go with Bill. Uh, and, and, and Nathan, if you object to his selection, please speak. Speak out. Uh, but Bill, if you can pick a song from Keys that for us to go out on and maybe explain why you chose it, that would be lovely. Can oh. you do that, please? Yeah, sure. Um, are we... Let me just say, I have a mini conference in front with you involved, um, too, yes. with Nathan yes. about um, about... I just have to do that because I'm thinking if there was anything about like not doing any song, we have, can we pick any song? Do you have access to all 10? I have everything I, I got to, in you order have, to prepare have, for my conversations, I demand, I <laughs> insist 
on all That's right. of the assets. So right. I've had the record for That's a long right. time. I was actually going through my yeah. library. I have like a music library, and when I upload or download, whatever the word is, when I put them in the library, they, mm. uh, you know, as I they pile, the, the records pile on. And I to find yours the other day, I was like, where is it? It's new. I There's so much music. It was down. I've had it for months, I think. So I, I do have it, and I've been listening wow. to it. I hope I didn't Excellent. come across as someone who had never heard your music. Good Lord. Anyway, my oh, point absolutely is... absolutely not. Okay, good. No, you've, I've always <laughs> thought of you as very comprehensive. I try. And all, I try. I try. <laughs> and someone who demands all access, full access. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not some sort of evil person, just greedy. I just, if you're going to get me to read your, you know, talk to the author. Yeah. Listen to the album. I, I have to read the book and yeah. listen to the album or watch send the movie. Send the whole book. Yeah, yeah. Right? I get Don't that. Don't send a chapter or two. Send the whole book. I get this a lot. Lot. Yeah. People say, thank you for actually reading the book. Thank you for actually listening to the album. And I say, well, what are the yeah. other people doing? They're like, not that. They don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, isn't oh. that amazing? Well, yeah. it's I, sort of strange. I, anyway. It is strange. Yeah. Very so, strange. yes, I have access. But, uh, I've I have, gotten my, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Vish. You finish. <laughs> no. You do I, have access. No, no. I was, okay, yeah. I just, I'm hoping you can pick a song and whatever you choose is fine by me. Okay. Well, how about... Um, we have our latest uh, single, which is uh, one of Nathan's songs called Dowsing. And uh, that's our latest single. So why don't we do that? Because that's fresh off the fresh off the griddle this week, I think. Okay. It came out or a week, a week ago, maybe. Okay. Well, I want to go to Nathan then just because yeah. it is his uh, composition. Uh, Nathan, do you want to say anything about Dowsing before we hear it? Oh, yeah. This was one I was writing, I think... Kind of another, maybe one of the last ones I wrote before the the session. I feel like, and yeah, this this is one of those ones that feels pretty contemplative, I guess, and maybe feels like it is indicative of the mood of the album as a whole. It's got a little bit of melancholy and a little bit of hopefulness and a little bit of mystery mm. in it. And it was very, it this was really fun to track and to arrange on the fly. I remember really feeling creatively inspired in the studio with Bill and Nick kind of working on putting the track together and coming up with the arrangement. So it's fun for me to listen to listen back and it takes me back to that time. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was well said. We'll hear it now. This is dowsing uh, by Bill McKay and Nathan Bowles from their new album keys. Uh, Nathan, Bill, thank you so much for this time and for making this music. And I hope we speak again soon. Best of luck with everything in the future. Thank you, Vish. Thanks so much, Vish. Yeah, wonderful talking with you. Good to see you again. Thank you. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, very special thanks again to Bill McKay and Nathan Bowles for appearing on this, the 607th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One podcast network and it's available wherever you get your podcasts if you can't find an episode you're looking for or if you wish to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter please visit my website vishkana.com you can like creative control on facebook follow the show on twitter at vishcreative or follow me on twitter and on instagram if you like at vishkana vishkana just at vishkana that's me also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain the show. $6 or more grants you access to exclusive content. And if you're interested in receiving a creative control t-shirt, just message me on Patreon and uh, I'll get you one while supplies last. Just send me your size and whether you want a red one with my giant head on it or a yellow one with the name of the show spelled out in slices of pizza. I have a bit of a weakness for the pizza anyway all the information you will need is at patreon.com slash creative control thanks again to the fine alberta record retailer blackbird music which you can learn more about and place special orders at uh, via blackbird.ca also live at massyhall.com where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great canadian artists and also to pizza trocadero the bookshelf and planet bean coffee in uh in my hometown i guess of guelph i wasn't born there or raised there but i kind of came of age i was lived in guelph for 23 years that's most of my life so i feel like guelph's my town you know even though i'm in edmonton now guelph is like my town those are three amazing retailers uh they make pizza they sell books and post movies i mean they could in the in the best of times and they sell coffee they're great i love them all and also granddad's donuts in hamilton a wonderful donut store I love that place. All the links to those places, by the way, should be in the uh, podcast post that you're accessing to hear the show. Anyway, I love them all, and uh, those uh, those retailers provide in-kind support for the show, so thank you very much. I'd like to thank Jim Guthrie for letting me uh, use music of his on the show. You can learn more about him and his work at jimguthrie.org. And uh, finally, you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode with Bill and Nathan. I hope you enjoyed it. Please consider subscribing to this podcast Uh, Maybe telling your friends about it. Maybe they'll subscribe to it and listen to it as well. Spread the word. That would be great. Otherwise, I'll be back uh, with you soon, I hope. And I hope you stay well. And uh, that's all. That's all I got for now. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.